This is Top to Bottom with Mikey and Owen. sticking around all season we have a beautiful playoff picture to come owen what you going on hey you know i'm just like this week i'm really getting back into the grind of things it's the first full work week since the christmas break and i set myself up for failure i I gave myself way too many goals and resolutions for 2023 i was like all right like hour of piano meal prep um get big muscles, uh, make a budget for like, and just like, like 20 different, like, I'm just like overextending myself. And so I'm just kind of like trying to do everything and just slowly dying. But outside of that, I'm fantastic. Mike, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, that is something. I had a couple <laughs> resolutions. One of them is go to the gym at least 15 times a month. Haven't gone yet, but we've got <laughs> a lot of days left. Dude, month. you could just wait until like the 16th and then do 15 days in a row. Straight. <laughs> what I'm thinking right now. Dude, no, the I gyms. Go tomorrow at least. This is the least desirable time to go to the gym right now. It's just like somebody reminded me that. It's like, oh, it's resolution time. I'm like, oh, I almost just want to skip January. Maybe January from now on could be like my fat month where I just like really let go and just do whatever I want. Hey, I, uh, Giselle and I go to this fast food fast food uh buffet all the time where you can just stop and go take a take to go box yeah that one is a uh it's a sinful sinful pleasure uh, hey it sounds wonderful i can load up on some frog legs and (laughs) lo mein and frog legs what are your what are your thoughts on frog legs really i don't know if i've had any before i've had some odd things but i i know frog legs isn't that uncommon but I love them. It's not my Deep go-to. Fried, so good. Grilled right. good. Raw, I probably wouldn't eat them. <laughs> Just saying. Hey, fair enough. But it's been a pretty eventful four weeks since we've last talked, Mike. Um, I mean, obviously, the elephant in the room is Damar Hamlin. I mean, thankfully, he's healthy and well. But that, like, just shook the NFL for a whole week first canceled game that I've ever like experienced since following the NFL. And not only was it a canceled game, but it was a canceled game between like two of the top three teams in the AFC. So it had huge implications. It still does. And there might be a neutral site then for the AFC championship. If it ends up being, I think it's like the chiefs and bills, right. And yeah. maybe like one other outcome. Yeah. The Bengals can't get, it. I think it's just the, if the chiefs, chiefs and bills, bills play, that's locked in yeah so that's uh that's crazy but i mean really we saw these past four weeks who was the contenders who were the pretenders a lot of these afc teams that were kind of in slumps and doing bad they continue to do bad and some of those underdogs came up and uh, the lions they almost did a mic they were so close i was uh i was thinking about whenever i called Jake and I was like, man, how did that feel losing on Thanksgiving? And then 
They're knocking on the door, man. Dude, I said it. I said it in that podcast. I was like, the lines are going to make. And Jake was like, oh, no. What was it, like a 2% chance or something at that time? At that time, I think it it was really low. But pretty much they had to to win out. And I think they, from, from there, they lost one game. And they still could have made it if the Seahawks would have ended up losing to the Rams. But, uh, yeah, it's it's exciting time. Obviously, it's the best time of year. Playoffs is around. So some of those teams like the, the Colts, the Texans, the Duds, you don't, you don't even have to worry about watching them on TV anymore. Now it's left to the exciting teams, great matchups, and uh, it, it's going to be a fun January, Mike. Playoff football, baby. Can't, can't get any better than this. At this season, beautiful. We Absolutely a, beautiful. Yep. We got a great show coming, and uh, we're going to have a few minutes with me, Mike. Yes, we are. And now, a few minutes with Mike. Oh, it is so good to feel right sometimes, whenever you don't even realize it, you know? Thanks to the Titans' 0-7 streak to end the season, the Jaguars pulled off the greatest heist of the season and becoming division champs at 9-8, only one loss, one win away from my prediction at the beginning of the season, first episode, whenever I said that they would win their division. Oh, what do you got to say, brother? Uh, I remember the second the second podcast we had, I think it was like week eight. That was after they started losing a few games. I like made funny. I was like, Mike, what do you like? This was an awful prediction. And somehow, it I mean, not somehow, it, it makes a lot of sense because it's like, you know, rookie, I guess sophomore quarterback, but with a new coach, first year with Doug, the Doug Peterson. Dougie P. Dougie P. And I mean, it starts to click at the end of the season. He's starting to get the scheme a little better. He's starting to get a little more confidence. So I did not expect the Jaguars to start off good and then do bad and then kind of work their way up. But well, they did. I'm not going to gloat other than that. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's all on that. I'm past it. That's all I had to say. But. The hot take I got for us with a few minutes with Mike this week is going to be, I'm feeling either Brady or Rodgers to Las Vegas Raiders next season. Wow. Yep. I'm thinking Bucks out early in the playoffs. Brady's gone. I'm not thinking he likes the, the style down there in Tampa Bay anymore. He wants out. I could see him going. I could see Rodgers connecting with Devontae again. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with you. Uh, for both of those reasons, Aaron Rodgers, you have the Devontae Adams connection. Uh, Tom Brady, uh, you got the McDaniels connection, his former offensive coordinator for like 20-plus years. Ever. And so, I mean, both of those make a lot of sense. They have obviously – Bench Derek Carr and made it very clear that they are ready to trade him this offseason. So it, it's just a matter of, of who's going to fill in for Carr. And you'd think Carr is kind of like a middling quarterback. 
Um, apparently there's rumors that it might be Jimmy G, but I mean, no way would you go from Derek Carr to Jimmy G. That's like saying, I don't like Coke, but I really like Pepsi. It's right. like, <laughs> it's the same thing, a different it's brand. Right. So I, I agree with you that the Raiders are going to take a big swing like they always do. They always mm-hmm. do it big. I mean, look at their coaches, John Gruden, Josh McDaniels. Um, they've always just, they, they go big or they go home. And so regardless of age or them regressing or them only being in the league for one more year, I, I completely agree with you, Mike. I could see Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, and I bet both of those guys would want to go there. Um, it was reported that Tom Brady and Gronk were supposed to go to the Raiders but before they ended up going to the Bucks, which is very mm-hmm. interesting, but John Gruden blew it up last second because he didn't yeah. want that. He wanted to ride the car train. Yeah. Cars? I don't know. I don't think the my last my last little bit of, of this is gonna be that car. I don't think he's gonna make the playoffs anyway. Derek it, Carr? Yeah, I think unless he finds a What really if he lands good... on the Jets? Look at the Jets. They almost made it to the playoffs with Zach Wilson as their quarterback, someone who I mean, he is, I'm sure he's a great guy, but like, he just has not, he hasn't been able to make like enough completions. Like he's like, if you were to give someone um, like the sticks for a game of Madden and never played before, like he just kind of runs in circles in the backfield and stuff. And he's worried about the other guy's mom. You know? it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh problems. gosh. Yeah. But I, you know what? If, if he went to the Jets, I think that they could make the playoffs under under a good coach and a good system. But if he just gets tossed around, kind of like how Matt Ryan has. If he goes to the Colts, he's not making the playoffs. No. <laughs> Especially if Jeff Saturday stays there, I'm, I'm concerned. <laughs> they need to bring in Harbaugh. Yeah, they need, a, they need to bring Payton. in somebody. Sean Payton. I, everyone should get Sean Payton. I would. The Rams. Yeah, the Rams. Uh, we'll talk about it in the power rankings. But let's let's take it away to uh, some fantasy with friends. Fantasy with friends. All right, it is time for uh, the fantasy with friends finale of the year. Um, as everyone's season did, our fantasy season came to a close in week 17 and me nor mikey won the league is that correct mike that's unfortunately <laughs> that is correct actually i was closer to the other end of the league and i played in the loser bowl so the way we do it is we have eight teams and six teams go to the playoffs because that way it's like i don't know it's more fun and, and everyone's in it until the end and two teams play each other for three weeks in a row to see who is truly the worst uh, team. And I only lost, or I only won by like 20 points. I was pretty affected by Jamar Chase. If if Braden got a few more points, he would have, uh, he would have beat me and I would have got the L and I would have had the license plate holder that said a uh, fantasy football loser. So thankfully I did not fall to my doom. Mike, what happened for you in, in the playoffs? What, uh, led you to lose to Kedrick? Uh, well, it was pretty much... Just, it was in the second round, correct? Yep. 
So you so you got a playoff win, but then it just the semis did not work out. No, it it was not good. You know, Teddy has a ability to just beat me. Every <laughs> um, he just gets in your head. He he does. Gardner Minshew <laughs> put up twenty two for me, thinking that's okay. You know, I had Jason Ertz, but he's out, so can't play him. C.D. Lamb puts up 34 on Jalen Waddle, 25. And what can I do with that? Then I got Stevenson putting up three. <laughs> I mean, come on. Your players just knew you were playing Kedrick, and they said, man, we can't do anything against him. And it wasn't even like I had players on the bench that went off. You know, like the total points combined on my bench is less than 25. <laughs> it's just your whole team shut down. I think – Losing Cooper Cup was huge for for my team. It was detrimental, you know. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like when you look at the grand scheme of things, those top end receivers, especially Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, I mean, they were huge for a lot of people. So that injury definitely hurt a lot of teams, and it just felt like a weird uh, fantasy football playoffs. And maybe it's because I lost early in both my leagues and I didn't do well, but it just felt like the bad teams are the teams that barely made it into the playoffs. Those mediocre fantasy players, they ended up just going off. Cam Akers had three straight, three touchdown games. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Is that right? I think that's what it was. No, no, no. I think it was just like, oh, no, it was three straight, like, 100-plus yard games. And so it's just like players like Cam Akers that did nothing for the majority of the season. They just somehow just went off at the very end of the year. And, uh, and some good news, I won in my St. John Newman League. Nice. Yeah, I finished at top of the league with 10 and 4 wins, most wins in the league. Dude, dominated. And, and I won the league. Who was your who's your MVP of your team? I had a I had a stellar team this year. I had Hill, Lamb, uh, Amari Cooper, uh, nice. Debo, Lamar Jackson, and I uh I forgot who I had that got hurt. Um, I don't know. I dropped him. If I saw him on my IR, I'd know. But <laughs> I had a really good running back, too, that got hurt. Free Saul? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. My, the guy who I beat in the championship had him, though. Oh. Uh. <laughs> so that was. But, yeah, it was a great season in my St. John Newman League. It was okay in the Metro. Got third place. So. Yeah. So he didn't do too bad. Uh, so Kedrick, uh, he did not finish off as the winner of the league. He ended up getting second and lost to uh, our good buddy Luke. Do you think we should give Luke a call, Mike? Yeah, let's give him a buzz. All right. Let's uh, let's see if he picks up. I don't know if he will, but worth a shot. If not, we'll leave him a friendly voicemail. Hey, what's poppin'? Oh, <laughs> what's going on, buddy? Oh, not too much. What's going on with you? Hey, hey. well, I just want to let you know you're on uh, top to bottom right now on our podcast. It's me and Mike in the room. We just wanted to talk about your fantasy football wins. <laughs> oh, yeah? 
Yeah, third yeah. time's a charm, right? Hey, what are your what are your initial thoughts on, on your win, Luke? Pretty stoked. Yeah, pretty stoked. Pretty stoked. Uh, it's always nice beating Kedrick. <laughs> what do you what do you think the, was the key to uh, your victory, or just your your playoff run in general? Oh, the playoff run, man. Honestly, the right players just performed at the right time. I stayed pretty true to my uh, my initial draft team, and uh, you know I had a couple plug-ins and plug-outs, but uh, overall I just I just rode it and it, it worked out. <laughs> hey, I'm really proud of you, Luke. Who 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 would be your MVP of the season? Would you say? Oh, Austin Eckler, 100% of the time. Oh, that dude. dude put out consistent 20 every single week. Round. I was very anti-Eckler. Yeah. I was like, I did not even want to touch Eckler for some reason. I thought I was, like, cool and had, like, a hot take, and I was like, ah, I'm not going Eckler. I just feel like he's going to get banged up. But I was absolutely wrong, Luke. That was a, that was a great first pick. Yeah, I actually – I had him last season, too, and, man, he didn't disappoint, disappoint last season either, so uh... – you know, I was just I was just ride or die with him. So, well, Luke, uh, I'm very proud of you. This is our like what I think eighth year of the league, and you were the very first person to win three championships ever in our league. So, uh, congratulations. Uh, me and Mikey are both really proud of you. Maybe one day we'll be as good as you and get that many wins. Uh, any any last things you want to share with the audience? Well, first off, I was just curious. Mike still has to get one, right? Hey, Mike still has to get one. Yeah, I still need one. He's he's working on yeah, it. He's, he's, he's got a good few years. Like, there's people that aren't even in the league anymore that have won. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I don't see Kendrick in, in the playoffs and he's on the other end of the board and loses quick. I think I'll be good. Mike, maybe you can arrange a deal to remove Kedrick from the league. Like, you can, uh, you can like, blackmail him or something like John Gruden and just get him booted out. We could get Al back in the league. <laughs> and then it'd make me feel he's in it and he won. And then he'd pick a bunch of Colts players so we dominate him. Luke, our, our our champion, um, I'm kind of mad. He was kind of, I think he was talking about it at the beginning, like around the draft time. He was like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get be the first one to three wins." Blah blah blah. I was like, "Shut up, Luke. You are not. Mm-hmm. I'm so beating you. I'm winning two more to to catch up to you." But I was wrong. The trophy goes back to Luke after a, a one year hiatus. So, congratulations, Luke. Yeah. I'm- I don't know. I gotta change my strategy next year. Figure something out. I might have not not the corner market strategy next year. Drafting two top tight ends. We're not corner marketing it. (laughs) All right, we ready for the power rankings? Let's do it. The meat and potatoes, baby. It's time for power rankings. Thank <laughs> you.
power rankings. All right. Like Mike said, meat and potatoes. Let's just uh, let's just get right into it, Mike. What do you think? Let's dive right in. Like yeah. A big old bowl of meat and potatoes. Oh yeah. All right. Those dogs. One to eight. At number one, we have the Buffalo Bills. Number two, the Kansas City Chiefs. Number three, the San Francisco 49ers. At number four, we have the Philadelphia Eagles. Number five, we have the Cincinnati Bengals. Number six, the Minnesota Vikings. This might be a surprise. Number seven is the Detroit Lions. And number eight, rounding up the dogs, is the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Obviously, we got to start with the Lions, Mike. Jared Goff during his last nine games of the season, 209 of 306 pass attempts. That's a 68.3% completion percentage. He's had 15 touchdowns, zero interceptions. And yeah, the Lions went seven and two to finish off the season. Um, and not even, and it's not all Jared Goff. He wasn't all perfect or anything. He wasn't the reason that he, they carried him to a win, but the team as a whole played amazing. Dan Campbell is an unorthodox coach and, you know, he might not be, seem like the smartest guy or, uh, be this like whiz offensive coordinator, but it's working. It is working and a lot of improvement from three thirteen and one last year. Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot. And, you know, I don't want to like say I saw this coming, but I, you know, out of Dan Campbell, I saw something coming definitely last year. You know, you got a taste of what he could turn this team into. Well, you saw hard knocks too. I mean, they were just like, they were vibing with him. The guys looked like they would take a bullet for him on hard knocks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everyone and he was would pumped take a up. Bullet for all of them. Exactly. Yeah. Led by example. Yeah, for a team that's not even in the playoffs to be in the top, you know, eight, it's it speaks volumes for what they're going to do here. And they they have two picks inside the top eighteen uh, oh, for the yeah. draft this year. I think they have number five and number eighteen. They're going to get a lot of impact players. I bet specifically on defense. Um, they're not, I don't think they're going to use those two picks to like trade up to the second or first pick and try to grab like the quarterback of the future. Cause I think they're just going to ride out Jared Goff. Yeah. Because I, I and I don't think he's like the best quarterback in the league, but he's shown he's a starter in this league and he that does. he can win games for right. teams if, if the right pieces are around him. And I think that's kind of been Jared Goff his whole career. Um, I told you before we started uh, uh, recording that I have a Jared Goff ornament. Back when he was on the Rams, my mom bought it for me, and it's him in the navy and gold. I think that was like his first year in L.A., so we're like connected now. Jared Goff hangs in my tree every Christmas, Mike. Yeah, I, and I, I'll tell you who else I love on that team, Jamal Williams. He great, is funny, dude. Great dude. Great personality. He broke Barry Sanders' single season touchdown record. Yeah. That is nuts. That great is dude. Great absolutely athlete. nuts. Um, other big takeaways from this list: uh, the Eagles dropping to four. I think that's solely because of Jalen Hurts' injury. Apparently, Nick Sirianni said that he was playing through a lot of pain in this tight game against the Giants, where the Giants primarily played their backups. So. 
They do have the bye, and I still think they're a great team, and they could still make a run all the way. I am just very impressed by the 49ers. Brock Purdy has looked better than Jimmy Garoppolo at times, and quarterback was arguably their biggest question before Jimmy Garoppolo, and so somehow their weakness became not a strength, but like they fixed a weakness, and they have one of the best defenses in the league. They have Christian freaking McCaffrey. They have uh, a great offensive caller. So I, t- I think they're a very rounded team. They surprised a lot of people going to the conference championship last year, and it's not going to be a surprise when they're there this year. We'll see about that. Yeah, sure, sure. All right, zesty but not the bestie. That is nine through sixteen. At number nine, we have the Los Angeles Chargers. Number 10, the Jacksonville Jaguars. 11, we have the Seattle Seahawks. 12, the Miami Dolphins. 13, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At 14, we have the New York Giants. 15, we have the Baltimore Ravens. At number 16, we have the New York Jets. Mike, what uh, stands out to you in our uh, zesty, but obviously not the bestie? I think the uh, Dolphins fall. That's, that's pretty big. They're they're dropping, and without without Tua, a lot of uncertainty there at quarterback. Even with him, I just don't think they're they're meshing well right now. And uh, Ravens especially too. You know, there's another team with a lot of uncertainty at the quarterback position. Yeah. You know, Lamar hasn't been to practice in like I think it said 15. Something like that. Yeah, it's been it's been a minute. Yeah. So and it's not that he's skipping. It's just that he's, you know, physically not able to do anything. Yeah, it's an injury that I mean, obviously, he's not going to push it. And I'm not saying that they can't win the Super Bowl this year. But I think they realize he's their franchise quarterback. And I know it's it makes it a lot more interesting because he's not on a contract and theoretically he could be a free agent this offseason but i mean they're going to tag him and then after they tag him they're going to sign him so i think it's a play for the future and i think the ravens are a great team i agree mike and the dolphins but they're not going to win the super bowl with their backups they just they're not i wouldn't even say they're like backup level back you know what i mean like right. a backup level backup supposed to go in there and do an average ish job you know Skyler what i mean thompson looked rough out there that last yeah week, dude i was i was worried that they weren't gonna make the playoffs man but you know i'm glad that they did and it's it's tough to see him fall but hopefully Tua starts to feel well and uh you know get something going into the playoffs yeah, in week 13, a big riser for us in our power rankings was the Seahawks. They dropped down a couple spots um, just because they've only won three of their last eight games. And guess who the QBs were who they faced in those wins of those three out of the last eight? It was John Wolford, Mike White, Baker Mayfield. So you can make the argument that they haven't had a quality win since the beginning of the season. So... I'm just kind of I'm worried about them going into the postseason. They feel kind of like a one and done, especially with the 49ers. And his press conference, Pete Carroll said, "Unfortunately, we have to play the 49ers." So he, Pete Carroll, literally came out and said he was scared of the 49ers. It's gonna be a great game. <laughs> hey, well, uh, we'll see about that. 
Yeah. All right, time for the subpar sallies. At number 17, we have the Green Bay Packers. Number 18, we have the Washington Commanders. Number 19, we have the New England Patriots. Number 20, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Number 21, the Tennessee Titans. 22, the Las Vegas Raiders. 23, the Cleveland Browns. And 24, the Carolina Panthers. Um, What stands out to me right here, uh, Carolina Panthers. I thought they kind of made a little bit of push at the end. And I think Steve Wilkes, the interim coach, that I mean, had no reason doing anything like People thought they were kind of like a bottom four team before the season even started. For him to coach them up, if he would have beat the Bucks in week 17, he would have been the coach again next year. Yeah. Um, Sam Darnold has really surprised me. This team has looked they look decent. They, I would argue – I was kind of rooting for the Panthers. I, I have a soft spot for the Panthers. I got some relatives up there, and I just – I got into football watching the Cam Newton Panthers, and so I would have loved to see the Panthers in the postseason, but they they have definitely turned things around from the beginning of the year. Yeah, took, took the words right out of my mouth. That's exactly what I was going to say on this. Um, you know, the Steelers, they're still in that little middle spot. I think I think that they did a little better than – than the 20 i had them at about the 16 yeah you had them a lot higher i only had them at 23 but i i I do get your point mike um kenny pickett he's looking like a baller and he's getting better week to week or he was getting better week to week obviously now we have to wait a whole off season but maybe that's a good thing maybe practice with his team and understand the scheme a little better and becoming a little more mature and the steelers could be back to being an interesting team this year but it's it does kind of blow my mind, Mike. They ended up being nine and eight. Like I feel like there was somebody that I I wrote off, and I'm flipping through Sunday Ticket and I see Steelers game. And I'm like, eh. I'm like, they're not gonna be relevant this year, so I'm not gonna watch them. But they ended up being nine and eight. If a couple things broke their way, they would have been in the playoffs, yeah. which is crazy. It was very, it was very close to them being in the playoffs, and you know who knows what would what would have happened for them. But um, yeah, Tomlin's a great coach. He's he never. Is had a losing season and guess what he had the aviators on <laughs> i told you i told you do not mess with mikey t and the aviators <laughs> all right now it's time to see who is looking hairy at number 25 we have the saints 26 the falcons 27 we have the bears 28, the Cardinals, 29, the Broncos, 30, the Rams, 31, the Texans, and the team we believe is the worst team of 2022-2023 season is the Indianapolis Colts. Yep. Yeah. Looking at you, Al (laughs) (laughs) Jeff Saturday ended up being, I forgot when he started, but one in however many games he coached. He he got one win, and it was his very first game against the Raiders. So things weren't pretty, but you almost wonder once they went into the Jeff Saturday era if that was them trying to tank so they could go get a Bryce Young or a quarterback of the future, you know? It was essentially the Jeff Fisher era (laughs) for the San Luis Rams. Essentially. Essentially, that's what it was. Uh, Briefly... uh... Heard a big sigh right before you said number 30. Yeah. Um, 
things are, are looking rough. It's like you think they were rough, but they get even more rougher when apparently Sean McVay might leave the team. That breaks my heart. And if that happens, then you wonder, is Donald retiring? Do they trade Cup and Ramsey? How many more years does Stafford have? So a lot of questions. I, I give it to them. They ended the year with a little bit of dignity. They almost beat the Seahawks. They had the awesome. We said in our Christmas segment last episode that I wanted Baker Mayfield to play well down the stretch. And he had like two good games. He had the Broncos game. He had the Raiders game. So, you know, I, I was happy with that performance. He, I think he's either going to stay around as like a developmental backup to Stafford or we're going to get a compensatory pick. So I'm cool with that. Um. I really do still think the Rams could be a contender next year, but yeah, is, I, uh, I didn't ever understand all this talk about getting rid of Sean McVay. I don't really think that's the answer, dude. I mean, he is a, a great. They're not getting rid of him. He's thinking of retiring or taking a break. Really? You don't know that? Calling <laughs> the, the old Sean Payton. Basically, he said Brett Favre. I'm gonna retire and come back. It essentially sounds like that. Uh, Sean McVay baseball. I guess, dude. He's well. He, well, he might be a broadcaster where he makes uh, a lot more money. I mean, he's already making millions, but he's making like millions on millions if he's a broadcaster. Right. So interesting. That's Sean. Um, Learn something new every day, folks. The Bears—they're at twenty-seven. Uh, they had the best ten-game losing streak anyone could ever had because Justin Fields looks like a baller, but their defense and their surround, surrounding talent was so poor that they tanked all the way down to the number one pick. So, I mean, out of these bottom bracket teams, if you're talking about who's going to be the best next year out of the looking hairy section, it's got to be the Bears. They're going to have Justin Fields. They're going to have a healthier team. Chase Claypool is going to be more adjusted to the system and probably just have better chemistry with Justin Fields. And they also have that number one pick. Who so do you think they're going to go after with that number one? Pick? I was actually going to say, I think they're going to trade it. They're going to trade it to somebody who's dying to have Bryce Young. Maybe the Colts, maybe they trade back to four, and then they get a they get a defensive player. But to answer your question, Mike, I don't know college football. so <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much about college I don't know about – I love the NFL, but I do not know much about college football. Well, that's about it on the uh, power rankings. Yeah, Both teams are looking pretty hairy. Yeah, now we can officially move on from the 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 last attractive teams, and we can talk about the teams that are still in it, the playoff teams, in the forecast. The forecast. Like I foreshadowed at the beginning of this episode, this is a beautiful playoff picture we have here, and. Uh, Started out, I think that that game we got this Saturday afternoon, the Seahawks are going to upset <laughs> the San Francisco 49ers Dude. in their own in their own house. No shot. Brock Purdy's going to come under pressure. By who? Who's going to who's going to pressure Brock Purdy? It don't matter. <laughs> the ghost of the Legion of Boom. The ghost of Bruce Irvin that that right. still is on the roster somehow. You know, I'm just, I don't know, man. I'm just feeling, I'm feeling that this team is, is very good, but they're going to have to dump that quarterback and get some money with some action behind them. Because Brock Purdy's just kind of like, 
It looks like a gap model. Does not look like a football player. Yeah, you don't have to look pretty to win games. Look at Jimmy G. He well, actually, I take that back because Jimmy G is pretty and he won a lot of games. But but still, he had a great coach. Yeah, lost to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. But he's not. Yeah, he doesn't. He, he can't finish, man. Yeah. All right, who's your uh, other wild card predictions for the NFC? For the NFC side, I'm taking another foreshadow earlier in the episode. The Bucks will fall early. The Cowboys are going to take that game. Okay. And then on top of that, for that finish the first round, the Vikings are going to dump a load on the Giants. <laughs> I'm thinking that that game's going to be close at the start, and then the Vikings are going to show that they can really turn up the offense. All right. All right. What do you got for the first round on the NFC? In the NFC, uh, it's looking a little similar. I got the Cowboys winning. I've got... You, oh, you said the the Giants, didn't you? No, the Vikings. The Vikings. Okay, yeah, I said the Vikings too, and I oppose your Seahawks uh, victory. I think the 49ers are going to destroy the Seahawks. All right, divisional round predictions, Mike. What do you got? Uh, well, that puts the uh, Birds game for yep. the Eagles and the Seahawks, and then I think that that's just going to be absolute rout. I think that the Eagles are going to – uh, oh, I thought you were gonna say the Seahawks. When no, I was like, no, I was like, no, stop, Mike. You were no, lying to me right now. No, no. I think that the Eagles are gonna show that they can stick with it, and uh, yeah, they're gonna make their way into the NFC Championship. All right, and then, um, and then we'll we'll get the uh, Cowboys into the NFC Championship on a really. Yep, I'm feeling that that game's gonna be a, a good one, but uh, they're gonna walk walk right. All right. Well, I, I got the so for me it would be the Cowboys versus the Eagles. Um, I'm thinking an upset. I I didn't have a lot of upsets in my playoff predictions, but so I'm I'm going with uh, the Cowboys winning. That just seems like something that I wouldn't initially pick, but like it makes sense for kind of like a surprise win. And then 49ers Vikings matchup. I have the 49ers steamroll and the Vikings. Um, it's gonna happen eventually. I love the Vikings. I think they could make it all the way to the Super Bowl, honestly. But one of these games, they're going to lose. They're just not going to – you know what I mean? It's like they they win and they win and they win, and then they come to one game, and then they, they just get steamrolled. And so I think that's going to happen one of these games in the playoffs. Yeah, it just doesn't – I'm with you there. It just doesn't seem like they can uh, they can finish it off. And I think that, that uh, the NFC Championship that I have predicted is going to be a great, great game. I think it will be high-scoring. Eagles versus Cowboys, yep. correct? Eagles yeah. versus Cowboys. And uh, I, I'm going to take the Cowboys heading to the Super Bowl. Man, Mike. So I, I got the Cowboys also in the NFC Championship taking on the 49ers. Another easy win for the 49ers. Brock Purdy is going to be Kurt Warner-esque and coming out of nowhere and then just an insane start to his career. So, so you've got the Cowboys. On the NFC side, I've got the Niners. Let's see what we are, we're thinking on the AFC side, Mike. Tell me what you're thinking wild card wise. Starting up for the uh, the other game that we have on Saturday, Jags are going to win that game against the Chargers. I think that uh, Jags have got a great thing going right now with Dougie P 
And, uh, as I predicted, you know, they won the they won the division, and I got I got to roll with them. I, I was about to say, rolling. is this uh, is your correct prediction affecting your 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 yeah. decisiveness yeah. right now? It is. It is. Hey, fair enough. I had to think about it at, at on my lunch break a little bit, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got to roll with them. I got to <laughs> roll with the boys. We're restoring the roar down in Jacksonville, baby. Duval. <laughs> Duval County. And then uh, I think that the Bengals are just going to absolutely destroy the Ravens. Seems like it. Yeah. And uh, even though I am a part-time Dolphins fan because of Tyreek, <laughs> I think that the Bills are going to walk right through them. Oof. It's it's gonna be tough. Ooh. It's gonna be tough, but I think the Bills are gonna gonna go into a rematch against the Bengals in the division. Oh man, um, I'm actually sitting at the exact same for those predictions. And let's just take it right to that Bengals Bills game, Mike. It's gonna be interesting. Um, I do really like the Bengals. Um, I. Honestly, I could see the winner of this if it becomes Bengals-Bills, which it most likely will. I could see the winner of that game winning the Super Bowl because those two teams, they're well-rounded, amazing offense, and they've got swagger. And that's what you need to win a Super Bowl, Mike. Am I right? Yeah, exactly. Who do you got in the – oh, wait, no, no, I didn't even say my winner. Uh, The Bills. I have the Bills winning. They just seem like it's just – it's storybook this year. You know what I mean? With DeMar Hamlin, with last year, with their crushing. They've had multiple crushing playoff defeats recently. Um, they're, they're just rallying around um, just the entire team. It's, it just it feels like the Bills are just meant to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I agree with you there. I think not, not entirely, but I agree with you. <laughs> Um, I think that the Bills are going to take this one. Yeah, it's, it's storybook-esque. Um, uh, I think it's going to be a great game. Really see who's who's the top guy um, coming up in the league and, and taking over uh, and being that Peyton Manning, Brady you yeah. know, type guy. Because these dudes are both, although – it's you know, going to be, but Mike, I think it's going to be like a three-headed monster. You know, I, you talk about the Brady versus Manning. It's going to be Mahomes versus Allen versus Burrow yeah. in the AFC for years to come. Yeah. Well, you can't have a three-headed And for the Mahomes, for the, speaking of Mahomes, for the Chiefs and, and Jags game, I think that the Chiefs have a way of playing down to their competition sometimes. So I think it might be a, a good Close game, game. for the yeah. first three quarters or so but they'll turn it up and and win that one and then we got uh, a big afc championship with the Mm -hmm. chiefs and the bills and uh here's what i'm predicting okay i think that the chiefs and bills game is going to be very high scoring a lot of uh a lot of flash photography and great plays and 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 like you said storybook-esque gonna go to overtime Oh, again? Again. Again? Gonna go to overtime. Bills are gonna get the ball first. Fumble. Chiefs <laughs> recover for a touchdown. And that is the game. Chiefs go to the Super Bowl. Oh, gosh. I would be very sad if I were Bills fan. But I guess, like, they they made it to the conference championship. So, um, I, I kind of already won in my Bills spiel. I, I think you can kind of tell where I'm going with that. Mm-hmm. I, I think the Bills are gonna win this game. I, 
I think this is another part of the storybook ending that they they faced the team that they just couldn't beat, and they finally beat the Chiefs right here. Um, so for me, that's a 49ers Bills Super Bowl. For you, that's a Cowboys Chiefs Super Bowl. Yep. Tell me how your Super Bowl is going to go, Mike. I think that we're going to have a couple touchdowns to start it out. Be about seven to seven. Okay. Then Cowboys are going to score another one. Score another one. Be twenty-one to seven. Going to go into halftime at about twenty-one to seven, maybe ten to twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Chiefs are going to get the ball, take it down, score another touchdown. So then, now we're at seventeen to twenty-one. Correct. 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 Bills will get in. All right, not the Bills. Oh, Mike. <laughs> now I'm stumbling all over the place. <laughs> Uh, Dallas is going to get another touchdown. So now we're at 24 to 17. Chiefs are going to get a touchdown, 24 24. Going to take it down, Harrison Butker, for a game winning. I think there's some incorrect math. You said another, you said 21 17 and then another touchdown, 24 17. My bad. I don't have each play. I didn't know he was going to ask me play by play. Well, okay. You didn't have to go play by play. Just, uh, but field goal for the for the Dallas make it twenty four. Dude, this is going to be the most legendary prediction. What if you're right? Call for call. Twenty four, twenty four, <laughs> and then Harrison Butker wins it, twenty seven to twenty four. Wow. Game field goal as time expires. He's the new Adam Vinatieri. <laughs> the dynasty continues for the Chiefs. The dynasty continues. They get their second Super Bowl win in the Mahomes era. Or ever, right? I don't think the Chiefs got a Super Bowl outside of Mahomes, right? Uh, no, I think no, they, no, won, no. they won in Super Bowl three. Yeah, that's right. Man, Mike. How about yourself? What do you got for the Super Bowl? So it's going to be 49ers Bills. Uh, 49ers are a great story in itself. They have every right to be there. Brock Purdy rallying the troops. And then you got the Bills that are the storybook team. I think it's going to be pretty low scoring. I think Josh Allen's going to be quiet from the get-go. Um, maybe about 10 to 7 at the half. Bills uh, up by three points. And then I think I think Josh Allen's going to really shine. I think the 49ers get a few points, but then I think they're going to win 31 to 24. Decisively. like That's like a Big 49ers scoring garbage time yeah. to make it seven points. And I, I think the Bills just own this game, and they have fun doing it. Man, that's going to be a juicy one if that happens. Oh, yeah. I like I like that Super Bowl prediction. That would be a great game if that happens. You know, if mine happens, that would be even wilder prediction. <laughs> Especially with Owen, the I'm not saying that yours is a bad mm-hmm. prediction, but mine but is a better prediction. Mine would be a little <laughs> bit crazy. Oh, well, we're about to have a, a good month and a half of football, Mike. Uh, any any thoughts on the Pro Bowl challenge? Did you hear that they changed it from a straight-up game to flag football and, like, a skills showdown? Which I think is going to be a lot better. I think that's going to be fun. Like, I'm actually going to watch that rather yeah. than a Pro Bowl game where nobody tackles each other. Who's the coaching? Is it Eli and Peyton? I don't – oh, yeah, it's Eli and Peyton. Those are the coaches. That, yeah. I didn't see what they were doing. But. I think it'll be fun. And they just announced, I think it was today, that the skills showdown, that there's going to be points in those skills showdown that apply to the 
Pro Bowl like flag football game. And so if theoretically like the AFC won every single game, the game could start twenty four to zero. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so I think it'll be, it'll just be wild. I think they're gonna have some kinks to figure out since this is the first year it's like flag football and they're throwing out a bunch of skill stuff, but I think it'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I think we got a great, uh, like I said, great future ahead of us. Um, not only this playoff, but next season's going to be great. I always love looking forward to the following one and thinking of what I'm going to do for fantasy. And yeah, I, I always, I always, you know, loathe that time when you're moving the fantasy app, like out of the, I know I deleted mine. Yeah. Uh, a few days ago it was uh it was heartbreaking and now i'm like what what fills the spot on that like first home that first page of my apps on my home screen well i think that's going to be a budgeting app which is really sad oh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> well but, follow us on social um yeah you know check us out on facebook and uh whichever you guys whichever uh listening platform you get you use you can find us on uh subscribe subscribe and hit the bell I, I i don't know if that's a youtube only thing but hit the bell um we'll be back for one more episode after the the super bowl champion is crowned just a just a quick little fun episode recapping the season so look for that and uh once again thanks for listening uh any last comments mike no like like you said thanks for listening we appreciate your listenership and uh Looking forward to see what happens and give you a shout after the Super Bowl. Yeah. All right. Well, have a good one, ladies and gentlemen. We are out.